0: Hi there, welcome to the Coworking Life Podcast with me, Zahir Zakaria. Sandbox Space's greatest achievement is their community, with a wide range of professionals working their butts off every day to achieve results. Every two weeks, I'm honored to talk about a certain topic and showcase one of our residents to get a sneak peek into their profession, their lives, and also their thoughts on Sandbox. Our first topic for this podcast is photography. What is it? People use their phones every day and millions of photos get taken. While many believe they are quite savvy with the camera, how does it feel to actually make a profession out of it? Today we'll have Alex Lai, owner of two photography companies and Sandbox's residential photographer to talk about his life taking photos in Malaysia. So let's introduce our guests. Welcome to the show, Alex. How are you today? Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Oh, you know, it's always nice to have you around here. Let's have our conversation. Yeah. So, introduce yourself
1: to the listeners at home or driving or whatever. So, um, as you might know, my name is Alex, LSN Live. Mm-hmm. I am a professional photographer of six years. I have several companies that deal with photo and video work. So, I mean, if you need me to do stuff for you Uh uh-huh
0: you don't do that you know this is a pg-13 show i'm trying really hard okay okay no worries no worries we keep it calm right here so what inspired you to become a photographer was there a
1: certain snapshot moment should i say that led you to become this way. You know what? One day I woke up and said, it, I'm just gonna take pictures for the rest of my life. Well wow. you know no, I, I, I really wish that was how e- it w- easy it was. It I wish wasn't
0: it was it, it wouldn't be so much easier no, if I just realized. yeah.
1: But what actually happened was I think when I was a lot younger my grandparents used to take me on holidays a lot mm-hmm. and what they would do, my grandpa would have this really nice big DSLR but kinda of in hindsight, now that I'm a lot bigger, it's a lot smaller now. So mm-hmm. anyway, what happened was he would take me along for holidays and then he would just toss the camera at me like okay Alex go do your thing I didn't know what my thing was so he probably thought just like okay I'm done with this kid for a bit let him do his own thing what you think Uh, you know what you might be right but (laughs) at the same in the same way I think you know it was a good way for me to just explore creative avenues
0: Alright, so then when you became an adult and like went to university, was there something else that helped you, you know?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I was bored one day and was about to enroll for like classes for next semester. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay. Because you have to understand, American university life is a bit more free. Oh, so much more free. Yeah, so once you have that freedom, right? You just basically take whatever you want. So I had some elective spots open. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to take a... Of course, in photography, what's the harm in that, right? Yeah. Uh, well, um, let me to today, so I guess you could call it some harm. Some harm. A lot of harm. How much harm do you think it caused? I mean, I cry every day about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, there you have, kids. Don't take electives. So Alex,
1: yes. what is photography to you? Well, if we want to break it down to a very technical term, photography mm-hmm. is basically Greek for photo and graphia, which is the manipulation of light. Ooh, fun facts for you all. But here's the thing no one talks about technical okay. when it comes to these things. So, personally, photography is more about capturing emotion when it happens and letting people, other people, experience that emotion. For example. So, you know, weddings? Yeah. Yeah, so the wedding industry is uh, one of the largest parts of um, photography. Mm-hmm. Because we have people charging multiple thousands just to make sure that their clients get the best experience that they can look back in 5 10 20 years down the future and they work hard
0: I see a lot of those Facebook compilations of how wedding photographers like do a bunch of
1: stuff to make it look like special oh yeah um, most of it is done on camera in camera so where little CGs is involved mm. So basically, um,
0: people usually write off photographers in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like everyone takes
1: pictures, right? Yeah. And they think they can do better than professionals.
0: What do you think about that?
1: Well, would you defend yourself if you were called to court? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, it's more or less the same um, logic in the sense because we are basically trained, we have the equipment, we have the know how to do the best we can in the situation you put us in Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean everyone has a phone nowadays and every phone has a good camera even some of them are great yeah it's just that not everyone has the time to spend to kind of know what you gotta need to do in certain situations and yeah well you can always argue like it's more convenient I'm not gonna say it's not
0: yeah but people always write off the fact that Photographers don't just take pictures. You know what I mean? Like they do like, there's a whole process to it. There's like steps to follow, to get like the best out of a picture. Oh yeah. Could you go through that process? Maybe like the gear you use or how much you spend, how much time it takes to create that photo or to maintain the gear that
1: you have? So usually most clients would only usually see me on site. Mm. So if it's like a three hour event, they'll just see me for about four hours. I'm there a bit earlier and I leave a bit later. But what they don't see is maybe the 20 something hours that I spend once I'm back in the studio working on making sure that I got the right photos. So picking out the best ones, making sure they all look nice with editing. And you know, at the end of the day, give them what they paid for.
0: Going back to that overlooked kind of aspect about photography, Were there like a lot of challenges you faced when you started up building these companies and all these
1: uh, clients and whatnot? Well, it really depends on who you know Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of different things that affect how successful you can be. But in the Malaysian market, it's a lot easier if you meet the right people. So it's not what you know, but who you know. Yeah, and if you know more, or you're, you're a lot better in terms of your skill or your art direction, mm-hmm. it really helps. Let's say
0: I wanted to take a photo, right? Yes. Of an event. Let's say, for some reason, I wanted to take a pictures of my birthday, right? Then how would that... Am I invited? Oh, no. you probably are, man. Don't worry. Okay. If you take pictures, you're definitely invited. So I have to work. Yeah, you have to work during my birthday, obviously. Do I get paid, though? You're already invited to my birthday, so how, how would that work? Are you paying me with exposure? I'm ex- paying you with exposure. That's the thing. That's another topic that we can go to. <laughs> how do you feel about photographers
1: getting paid with exposure? I mean, it's a nice gesture, but it doesn't really put food on the table and doesn't pay the bills.
0: You, can eat, you can't
1: eat exposure? I mean, I tried before <laughs> And how did that turn out? It wasn't fun <laughs> I mean, like Look at all this exposure I got What can I buy with this? Um, well, may- maybe a sandwich Is there a certain uh, deal that you would take That would include exposure as their only payment? Oof, that is a very hard question But it really depends on I guess the return of investment that we're getting from it mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Exposure is good for everyone Yeah but if exposure is the only payment, as a professional, you have really have to think whether it's worth it because, yeah, there might be some brand deals that would maybe give you access to certain services and new yeah. products that mm-hmm. could help you with the rest of your job. But, I mean, it's a really, really tall order if you expect me to just like survive just purely based oh, on exposure. Yeah. I mean, if if you actually like seek me out and be like I really like your work but I'm just gonna pay you exposure that's not how it rolls
0: does that happen more often in Asian countries you feel like than America or is it just all around the world people just like to give out exposure
1: for actual work I think with my experience back in the US and here I would definitely say that it's almost equal like oh. I think a lot of people just don't understand that um, the creative sorts are doing this as their job mm. to make money. We we would love to be famous, sure. Yeah. But I until that fame brings us tangible financial benefits, fame is just numbers.
0: That's true. Now you bring up bring up the topic of turning your passion into a job. A lot of people do that and they tend to start hating their jobs. Uh-huh. And start hating their passion. Yes. So how do you keep yourself, like, how do you separate your job from your passion, which are the, both the same thing, photography, and keep doing what you want to do?
1: Well, a lot of people don't understand that photography has many different aspects to it. Mm. So my day job is mostly focused on events and people. Yeah. And the people pay me to do it, so I'm just going to do it according to what the client wants. Yeah. But my personal like passion part is less about the people and more about the places I go to. Oh. So I used to do a lot of travel photography. Okay, so like just, where? Uh, I solo around a lot in Europe Okay. and around the US as well. So that's just been a lot of, oh, that's a nice picture, I'm gonna take it. So it's trying to just separate like what makes you happy with what gets you the money. Is there a criteria for The best picture or like what makes a great
0: picture like is there a technical thing or is it like more of an emotional thing like like let's say like you and a group of photographers like come together and you guys have a competition what kind of decides who wins or is there such thing
1: as nobody wins well uh, in that situation it really depends on what the original criteria was set for the photo so we actually do have photo competitions called like photo marathons Mm -hmm. which basically gives us a topic it's a very general very wide topic and it's up to our personal interpretation of how we want to tackle that um, subject matter and usually you can have five ten twenty photographers in the same room with the same subject tell them go ham on it okay And you get 20 up to 20 different um interpretations of the same thing okay because everyone looks at something differently no one is right well we are right in our own sense but we're not wrong either to everyone else because we understand and we respect each other's creative process creative thinking so usually it's not so much as how technically correct a photo is taken okay but it's a lot more accurate to see what that picture tells you you know it's a lot of show and also a lot of tell and also whatever emotions that is evoked when you look at it that really makes the difference
0: Right.
1: then what's the best photo you believe you've ever taken okay listeners
0: please (laughs) listeners hey don't laugh this is a good experiment listeners please close your eyes and alex describe the best photo you've ever taken and take us there.
1: Alright. All right. Uh, just so we're all on the same
0: boat, I'm also closing my eyes. Yes, I also am closing my eyes. I
1: will walk you through the setup first. It right. is 7.26pm. Okay, what date? I don't know. All right. See, but it was, sometime, it was sometime in July, in the okay. summer of 2016, I believe. All right. How old were you? I was definitely not this old. Okay, so pretend that you're a younger person audience. Okay, now go through it. So what I did was... I, w- I got off work mm-hmm. I was Where, where working, were you working? I was working as a teaching assistant for a parasitology lab Oh wow, I didn't know that Yeah, my background mm. was in biology <laughs> So what I did was uh, Once I was done with work I kind of just went down to the lake mm-hmm. The lake is called Lake Ogallala Okay, that's a, that's a tongue twister yeah, yeah, say that fast five times: Ogallala like, oh, oh. 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 Anyway, so um, It was in Nebraska by the way so this lake it's the middle of summer okay it's like 40 degrees celsius outside okay but it's dry so it's nice yeah dry heat is better than wet heat yes yeah, so i was setting up my tripod in the lake i wasn't at the side of the lake i was two feet deep in the lake oh but it's a shallow lake then I, it's not like a deep no lake. it goes up to 10 feet oh, so okay, okay okay but you were on the shallow end just at the by the shore yeah okay so i set up my tripod set up my camera and i just waited Waited for what? I waited for the sun to just crest the horizon mm-hmm. Of uh, this embankment behind the lake Okay And then I took a 25 second exposure oh, okay. Of that scene 25 seconds? Yes So you, how long did you s- uh, stand in the lake? About uh, half an hour just trying to get everything Half set. an hour for 25 seconds Yeah. That's some dedication But I would like to now describe the photo Yes, you. describe it you just took us there. You took us to the I I've, I've took you to Nebraska. Okay, so, okay. Right. Now I, now I'm I feel really American maybe. I am going to start off with you imagine you're in the lake. Okay. You on your left you see shore, the shore. Okay. With some tall grass, some cattails, some bushes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right in front of you as the subject, there's mm-hmm. this really rickety boat dock. Okay. Made of wood. All right. And the rest of it until near the the first top third Okay, is just lake, just lake. It's, um, it's not really still. It's the lake is big enough that it waves. Okay, but on top of that lake, there's a little hill, a little embankment, okay. and right, it, and then right on top of the embankment, this glorious sunset mm. is coming down on you. Oh, and clouds in the sky. Okay, now. I've kind of described how it looks. Okay. Now, further imagine if mm-hmm. the colors were all pastel. All right. Pastel yeah. blues, For- pastel purples, pinks, okay. yellows. Mhm. The sky, even though it was cloudy, was very wispy. Oh. The water, even though it was r- it was flowing. Okay. Looked smooth like silk. Smooth like silk. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. Wow. And that was definitely the most, I would say, thus far is the best one I've done because of the amount of work and effort I went in, that went into it. Mm. Like I really like. Oh, okay, that place. listeners,
0: uh, just open your eyes. He's already described the picture to you guys. Okay, continue. Sorry, my bad. So,
1: I really like that place, mm. and I want to share my enjoyment, mm. my love of that place with other people. Mm. And, you know, it's kind of sad sometimes that like, you. Find a really nice spot, and you get this thing, this uh, thought that you might be the only one who could actually see it for what it is. So you know, I'm I, I went there with a mission, and I think that turned out really well because that's one of the first photos I managed to sell, prints of. Oh, you uh, you, you printed out and. Then I sold? printed it out. I've even sold digital copies of it. I sold a lot of those. Oh really? Yes. The Nebraskans love that place not the Nebraskans just all just
0: just Everywhere. across the world yeah wow all right so then in your life, in you know well your six years of photographing things what's the craziest scenario or you can either say craziest or like the worst thing that could have happened
1: to you I won't call it the worst but I'll call it um, crazy in a good way mm. Was uh, when I was working with my former employer we got a very sudden request yeah very sudden and on short notice to come by and document a birthday party then they sent the email that we had to send our invoice out to and then we realized oh dang it's a very famous person it is a pretty famous person in yes. malaysia in malaysia yes mm. so i mean it was a celebrity okay
0: was a singer or let's let's play that guessing game maybe I okay it's a celebrity Singer, Uh, actress, actress. Okay, it's a female.
1: Female, yes. Okay, uh, from what age range? Uh, probably early thirties.
0: Early thirties. Do 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 you see her often on uh, on radio? I mean, on the
1: TV screen? I have never seen her. uh, I have never seen her work, to be honest. Oh boy. I just see you
0: on Instagram. Alright, then let's not guess then. <laughs> I don't want to
1: I don't want to offend any Malaysian celebrities. Yeah. Okay. We try not to, at least. Yeah, we try not to. Alright, now continue the story. So, basically, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into because this was literally the first time we actually worked with anyone with more than a million followers. Okay. Oh, she, she has a million followers. She has a million followers. Okay. At, at least at that point. At least, okay. So we got ready we went there and then we realized celebrities do live on a whole different level from the rest of us that's facts yeah i mean we got there house was huge like three four stories tall big big really big bungalow in this really bougie place maseratis ferraris lamborghinis all just parked outside like crazy rich asians kind of thing uh well semi-rich crazy i would definitely say that they are rich semi-crazy okay (laughs) rich semi-crazy asians okay i mean i i that night i seen things oh okay and and, but here's the thing no one will ever believe me because i have no evidence to prove that i was there besides the fact that photos on my phone because they when we when we were about to leave they just bought our our memory cards from us is that that's really new to me is that a normal occurrence for photographers? Not really, no. No. So do you think like only celebrities do that, or I would say some fam- famous people, so that whatever was taken wouldn't be randomly leaked out to the public. Mm, like some some things that they don't want to see. Yeah. That you saw. Yes,
0: but cannot say. There were many things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's crazy. But do you did you get paid handsomely? Do celebrities pay handsomely,
1: or do they it, just One thing I do like about working with people who are like, I would say of a bigger name and standing would be that the whole payment process is a lot more painless than most other people. Alright, okay
0: that's good, that's good. You are a long-standing member here, over two years. Two years is it? I think I'm that old, yes. Yes, you are that old, you are two years old. So basically, what was your first impression and what made you love this
1: place and how has that evolved for you? Well, I'm the kind of person who is not able to get work done at home. Mm-hmm. So when I first got here, it was actually, still with my former employer, I was in between shoots for a wedding. Yeah. So we just got done with the morning session and we had to prep for the evening session. So I was like, you know, it's a bit too far to go home and I can't get work done there anyway. So I just came to Sandbox because my boss was here and um, just sat down and started working on it. And the thing i realized was you know it was just so easy to focus and concentrate so i got 200 photos out ready for the evening in less than five hours which is a really good time oh, okay and i think over time i just came to appreciate like this is a really great spot because you have that privacy when you need it but you also have the outlet to and interact with people, other businesses, and sectors, yeah. because you know sometimes you're just doing your one job, exactly. and you don't quite understand how some other businesses work. Yeah. But over here, because it's such a free-flowing community, yeah, we yeah, can probably. we can really just interact with each other and just talk about literally anything. Mm.
0: When you see somebody take a photo, and you're like, "Damn,
1: man, I
0: really hate that. Like, I really hate when someone takes." Selfies, or I really hate it when someone
1: uh, edits the photo too much or something like that. Like you know, I, I mean, I won't call it a pet peeve per se. Uh, I mean, those those are things that you see and you brought up, mm-hmm. which might be a bit annoying to some. For me, I might, whatever it's your interpretation of how you want it to be. Okay. But my personal pet peeve doesn't so much relate to what someone does when they take a photo, mm-hmm. but more like the people around them who ask them after they took the photo. Hey, that's a nice photo. Your camera must be really expensive, right? Oh, do you get that often? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like, is there like a stigma between that? Like, cause people think like if it, like you said before, like the, the quality of the camera doesn't make the quality of the picture.
1: Yeah, well, it's not so much as a stigma, but it's always, it's more like a mentality that we have that bigger is better, more expensive is better. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you could have a 20,000 ringgit camera, but if you don't have the skills to back that up, it's still a 20,000 ringgit camera that. That's not used to its full potential. Pretty much. It's just gonna be there as a paperweight. Someone's just gonna buy it because, like, whoa, I saw this. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Takes like 10 shots, and it's now forever a paperweight. Something that- like that. When I first came here, mm-hmm.
0: there wasn't really many, like, uh photographers or like designers it was mostly just tech people yeah and not to say anything else but it probably would be a majority of tech people but now we have a more we have more artists we have more designers we have more photographers well you are the the prime photographer obviously you are of course you are the king of photography in sandbox (laughs) I think like maybe half of our marketing stuff is your photos give you credit right now (laughs) only right now (laughs) only at this point but do you think it's that people people don't want to start a photography business because of the cost like when you started it and you made sandbox your HQ like did that ever occur to you like did you
1: I don't think it's so much as the cost Mm. I think one thing we don't really see is that a lot of the photographers Locally, are, very, are working on a freelance basis, oh. so they might have a day job, and they're just doing this for fun on the side. Whereas people who make it make this their day job are a lot more focused. So it makes sense to put in the investment to just set up a per- permanent place, yeah, and get your work done here, get yourself out there and noticed. But I think you know, I, there's been a shift. There's a definite shift in how the community, like society, perceives creative types now. Yeah. Now, people are actually getting to understand that creative work is not just like second-rate work. Yeah. Without good creatives, you won't have a good business. That's facts. Well, mainly the reason why I decided to stick with Sandbox was its location. Okay. It's not, it's in KL, but it's not like KL city proper. Yeah so it's a lot more affordable I live in Kajang so it takes that's far it's alright it's like a half hour commute to get here mm-hmm. so it's a good enough distance away from home yeah. but it's also close enough to home that you know it's not a drag to just get back Yeah. also it's close enough to a lot of my clients in KL that's true so it makes location was really really big when it came to like the whole consideration of where I wanted to like just space in yeah that makes sense And also, at the same time, I guess, you know, the people here just really made it very comfortable for me to just stay. Thank you. I tried. I know I'm one of the main reasons.
0: I I hope I stay here long, too. Well, you can always try. (laughs) Someone's quite a quiet place. Yeah.
1: I like that movie. You like it that way? No, a quiet place. A quiet place. You (laughs) love that movie? (laughs) No, no, that's the difference. The difference between like and love Uh, I just liked it, I didn't love it You didn't love it? I thought it was kind of weird It was alright I watched
0: it with my ex and a bunch of her friends too And it was just like quite a weird experience now I think about it Because I'm such a scaredy cat And I literally just kind of screamed throughout the whole thing
1: So you basically added to the atmosphere then
0: Basically the movie was a quiet place But the theater was not a quiet place So listeners we are now to the part that I quite enjoy it's called rapid fire questions oh no so it's gonna to pertain to photography and maybe sandbox oh, And Alex okay. you just try your best to answer to the best of your ability do Jim? I get a prize yeah uh, you get my admiration can I not okay you can keep then I'll keep it
1: <laughs> okay
0: so what type of phone Apple or uh, Android Android Wow nice Mac or PC PC God bless um. What else is there? Uh, do you do? You, do you prefer TV or streaming? Streaming, of course, obviously. Uh, scrambled or boiled? Sunny side up. Sunny side up. Nice. What animal would you want to be? Cat. Death by drowning or death by sh- by gunshot? Death by gunshot. Oh wow! Really quick. Very fast. I mean, it is quick fire. If you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Potatoes. Damn. Just potatoes? Just potatoes. You can make it in many ways. That's true. If someone were to play you in a movie, who do you want it to
1: be? Oh, this is a good question. I guess it really depends on in what genre. Alright, let's say uh, comedy. Steven Chow. Steven
0: Chow? Alright, horror. Ooh, um, 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 Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp? Okay. All right, thank goodness the listeners can't see. All right, so
1: if you could spend a day in someone else's shoes. Okay, I would definitely go to my namesake,
0: Alexander the Great. Oh, wow. But uh, but he lived in such a weird era, don't you think? It's okay, I'm king. No, that's true. Then you get killed. So what's the first career you dreamed
1: of when you were a kid? I wanted to be a soldier. You wanted to be a soldier? Like... Like Air Force? No, I had no idea there were different branches.
0: <laughs> Just like a foot soldier? I, I guess. Yeah. What's one thing about you that surprises
1: people? He really gets along with ghosts really well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we're not editing that out. Alright, who was your biggest teacher? My biggest teacher uh, was, I mean still is, my former professor back in the US, mm-hmm. his name is uh, Dr. Scott Garner. Dr. Scott Garner. If you're listening, Scott, thanks.
0: Yeah, thank you. You brought him to our lovely workspace and I can't thank you enough. Yes.
1: So what, what, what did he do? that? Made well, you... he was a parasitology professor. A what a what gy Parasitology, the study of parasites. Oh, okay. I, I took his class. It was supposed to be my last bio class. Mm-hmm. I sat in the front row of course as all asians do yeah, all asians do that but um i fell asleep in class all the time that's also very asian but <laughs> he he was like oh yeah this kid that sleeps in class okay th- that's all right mm-hmm. he he invited me to his lab because i don't know he saw potential in me i guess he wanted you to wake up <laughs> he wanted you to think that parasites were so boring yeah but you know he really supported what i wanted to do he didn't really care too much if i flunked out or whatnot he was like you just just be a good guy
0: wow that's a good teacher so if you could go back in time and give advice to your 18 year old self what would it be get over her man get over her (laughs) (laughs) oh no all right and then i'll do one last one okay where is your happy place
1: my happy place is not a place, but I think a state of mind okay. when I'm actually like on the go and traveling. Should I tell the listeners to close my their eyes again? Uh, no, I, I <laughs> cannot describe it in um, detail this time. Okay, it's right. just I guess when I'm just traveling, you know? Okay. So when you're traveling? Like on the road specifically? Yeah, just blank out and have a good time enjoying the sights. Alright.
0: Well, that's been an interview. It was so nice to have you. Thank you for Alex. having me again. Uh, well, hopefully we'll do this again with a different topic and whatnot. Uh, ho- hopefully it's gonna be in a place that's less hot than this. Yes, Malaysia is going through quite a heat wave as
1: we speak. Yes.
0: Alright, just uh, give you your two
1: minutes shout out, go crazy. Okay, so I'm not much on social media, but you can still find me on Instagram on, um, at lex__lai, at Lex Lai. Alternatively, if you want to reach out, you can go check out my website at um, www.lexlai.com or to my other company's agency site, alps.studio, hmm. and just drop me a line there. I, I mean, or if you're ever in the area near around Sa- Sandbox, do yes. drop by and we can have a chat over coffee sometime.
0: Yeah, we always love people who come here and ask about anything. So thank you, it's been a pleasure. You're welcome. And then that's me signing off. So there you have it. I personally learned a lot of new things both about photography and Alex today and I hope everyone listening did too. I appreciate Sandbox Space for letting me create this platform where I can talk to the residents and get a deeper look into how they live their lives and how they're trying to achieve their goals. I hope that you listen again next time. And until then, bye-bye.